what's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode. <laughs> I can't do accents, man. I can't do any other accent that isn't mine. Hello, welcome to another episode of Tired and Inspired. What episode is this? Five? Five. Five. Of Tired and Inspired with Jack Fox. That's me. I don't know why I hesitated there. My name's definitely Jack Fox. Uh, and today I have some guests on the show. Isn't that nice? The first guests. And it is my friends Rex Regis and Max Gavins, who are two musicians from Newcastle, uh, rappers. Uh, and 99.9% of this conversation will be about football. I'm fairly certain of that. So sorry if that's what you're tuning in for. Uh, sorry if that's... You, you, nobody's tuning in this podcast to listen to football stuff. There's plenty of football podcasts. So sorry if that's not what you want to tune into this podcast for. But uh, Max was like one of the first people. Like when I when I said I was doing a podcast, Max was like, "Yeah, get me on as a guest." I'm like, oh, oh, "Hold up a minute! Like you have no idea what <laughs> this is about or anything." So uh, so Max would be wanting to get on for a minute. Uh, Rex is a friend of mine. And usually the three of us support three different football clubs, so we often rib each other on Twitter when one of our clubs loses, which is mostly Max's team, Newcastle, because they suck dick. Uh, I'm recording this before the episode, so I'm not entirely sure what it's going to be like. I'm sure there'll be some hijinks in there, some banter, some insightful conversation, probably a lot of fantasy football chat, Uh, and a lot of of ribbon and a lot of piss-taking. I wanted to do a quick thanks, actually, before we get into the episode proper, for everybody that's sending me videos of their pets twitching in their sleep, because I'd love to start a trend. If you want to tag us on Instagram, Tired Inspired Pod, or just send me them, uh, I really, you, I, you've got no idea how much I enjoy them. So a few people have sent me videos, a few people have sent me video, a few people have sent me messages saying I went to do a video by the time I got my phone out and everything my cat or my dog or whatever and woke up which happens it's understandable it's fine but if you do happen to catch a glimpse of your uh, pet having a nice little dream there twitching then uh, get a quick snap of that and send it to me <laughs> uh, you can also send us an email tiredinspiredpod at gmail.com tired underscore podcast on twitter if you're feeling in the Christmas spirit you can make a little donation to this pod right here in the show notes. I uh, hope you're all looking forward to Christmas. I know it's fucking weird, isn't it? With all the TS systems and stuff. It's so weird. Right, this is this is my beef with the TS systems, right? I I don't know what the answer is to solving this coronavirus problem. But I think the way the British government have handled it has been wrong. And I don't ask I, I don't know what the answer is. And I see some people posting about it online saying, Oh, Boris has done like the best he can. How difficult is this situation? Yeah, sure, it's a difficult situation. But it's his job. He's a politician. Like, people that are asking each other, oh, well, what would you do in this situation if you were in the country? I don't know. But I'm not a politician. I'm a guy with a microphone. If I went on stage at a comedy night and just fucking stood there for 15 minutes and then walked off stage, you'd be going... And then my excuse... People ask me, why didn't I tell any jokes? My excuse was, well, well, you couldn't get on stage and do it. Not the point. My job is to be a comedian and tell jokes and hopefully make people laugh. The way they've handled this is wrong. And that's why people aren't going to be able to see their parents or their kids or other family members at Christmas time because the government have handled this wrong. But I'm not sure what the answer is because I'm a fucking dickhead from South Shields who doesn't know anything. That's my two pence anyways. The Politics and Football Podcast with Jack Fox. Anyways... Time for a quick word from our sponsor, and then we'll get into the chat with uh, Rex Regis and Max Gavins. Uh, I hope you all have a very nice Christmas. I appreciate this is coming out on Christmas Eve, but I hope you all have a very nice Christmas. And uh, we'll I'll I'll do another one before the New Year's out, before twenty twenty's out, and that'll be a I don't know a twenty twenty special, I suppose. But uh, have, a, have a very nice Christmas. Enjoy it as much as you can. Hopefully, you get to be with your family. And some friends have a drink and that relax. Important to relax. All right. I know everybody's been a bit uptight, and I know a few people that are really working really hard, even towards the end of the year and stuff. But relax. Even if you just take Christmas Day off, take Christmas Day off. Eat some good food. Eat some chocolates. Watch some fucking bullshit TV. 
have a drink, wear some fucking shit clothing, or wear your new clothing if you're getting new clothing, be around your family, hug your kids, all that good stuff. Merry Christmas, everybody. Here's the rest of the conversation. Cheers. <laughs> Max, say hello so people know who you are. Hello, Max Gavins, fucking rapper, producer, Newcastle fan. I didn't say you, that's no. fine. Right, Rex, now you. Uh, Rex, tired, so it's probably just Lewis now. So, yeah. Lewis? Oh, I don't, think I've, called, I don't think I've ever called you Lewis in my life. Uh, Right then, what's up? Max, I see you've got your Newcastle shirt on already. You came well prepared. Ready for the match, mate. Nice. Oh, right, what do you reckon then? Is it Brentford? <laughs> yeah, I actually, my dad, asked, my, my dad literally asked me this today, and I said 4 0 Brentford. 4 uh, 0. Mate, they're a very good side. Like, I know they're in the championship. Well, they've but, lost the best player, though. Yeah, but well, Ivan Tony's the, the top scorer in the championship still, and he and he's mm. a, a former player of ours, so he'll get a hat trick guaranteed. <laughs> and then one of their other players has got to be half decent, and we're terrible. So right. it'll be it'll be three three three. I genuinely think it'll be three or four nil because they'll be right up for it, and we won't. Funny thing is, when this is out, the result, like the game, will be finished. So yeah. um, I'll do another. I'll do. I'll tell you what. I'll do another one. Yeah, yeah. Really confident. Nice. Um, yeah. Good. Okay. I'll just <laughs> slot that in. Whichever. Yeah. Just slot that in. Um, what do you make of everything that's going on at Newcastle? With like, isn't uh, Alan Saint Maximin like kicking off about something? Well, we might need a two-part this. Ah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you said forty minutes. Right? <laughs> um, the uh, it's fucked at the minute because there's. Uh, because of the COVID thing, so Newcastle had COVID, right? A lot of players had it. We postponed a few games, and they didn't. They never said who had it or who was suffering from it or whatever. We just had to sort of figure it out from who was playing and who wasn't. And even then, Isaac Hayden like ran himself in the ground for ninety minutes. Apparently, he was bedridden for a week, like five days before it. So, so they came out. Uh, I think it was yesterday, and said. They, con- they confirmed, air quotes, that Jamal Lascelles and Alan St. Maximan are suffering from long-term effects of COVID. That's what they said. Oh, was they two of your best players or like your most stable players, really? Well, yeah, Lascelles is the captain and yeah. St. Maximan's, you know, a, a class above anybody else. Didn't in, Lascelles in have a leg problem, though, a couple of weeks back? I'm sure he went off yeah, in one yeah. game with, with his hamstring. <laughs> well, the, 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 the theory is the tinfoil hat people, myself included, <laughs> by the way, reckon that there's been a falling out at the training ground about tactics and how we play and Lascelles and Sam Maximum were two of the people that speak up. There's also a rumour that Fernandez, who came off at half-time um, in the last, against Fulham, apparently he wasn't injured. Apparently he was kicking off as well. And, and took off. These, like, these are all just rumours and stuff, but yeah. like... If if you were a player in that team, regardless of where you play, whether you're a defender, midfielder, or attacker, like you wouldn't be happy with the way we're playing because anyone can see that that we're you know there's no plan yeah. at all. I always say I I think this was certain managers: Steve Bruce, David Moyes, uh, Pardew, Pulis, uh, Pulis. Like what? Like what style of football do they play? I think like it's I, I think it's because. It's the typical like old English coach thing. I think they just literally put an eleven out, and like that that to them that's what a manager is. They coach the team through the week, yeah. they pick the mm. team, and the team goes out there and, and plays like, and that's the extent of it. Whereas like and, I'm like I hate the comparison, but like if you compare it to Rafa, for example, like because a lot of people say that the results are similar, the points totals are similar. Like under Rafa. You never thought we were going to get hammered, uh-huh. ever. Even when we were playing the likes of Liverpool, City, you know, we were like, 
Yeah, we might we might we might lose this game. <laughs> we, we might lose this game, but you know it might be one nil, two nil, two one. You know it'll be it'll, we'll 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 keep them at bay for a certain amount of time. Yeah. Now, like that Leeds game, you could see it coming from a mile off. What was going to happen? Like Leeds are far too good. Like they're the perfect team to set up against us because they're just you know they're all out of attack. They'll find the space. And the moment you do push forward, they'll absolutely kill you on, on the counter-attack. And that's what they did. And But yeah, it just doesn't seem like we have a method of getting of getting the ball and then moving it up the pitch. That's the, the one thing that it doesn't seem like we've got. And obviously mm-hmm. that's quite important. I think what fucked Jim's the most against Leeds, and it's even fucked Leeds themselves, like against Chelsea and the other day against Man United. Like Leeds play with such high... Intense, intensity and energy like a lumbering Newcastle United or a lumbering West Brom are just going to get absolutely hammered um. like it was I, I think it was definitely a case of just the intensity of how both teams played differently uh, yeah. against a good team like Chelsea and United like they were able to exploit them spaces that Leeds leave yeah. by pounding up the pitch so much whereas Newcastle like a lot of their players go sideways. Steve boosts yeah. sideways football all the time. Well, yeah, I think the, I mean the midfield in particular. I think at the minute is is such a it's so static and lumbering's the perfect word for it. Like, I mean, our if you look across our midfield, our centre midfielders are Jeff Hendrick, who's terrible. Jeff Hendrick is an awful sign, and he scored a couple of goals, but he's he doesn't offer anything at all. Longstaff, who's completely fallen off a cliff mm-hmm. since mm-hmm. since he was like with Man U, well, yeah, since, well, Rafa, well, since Rafa left. Well, he there's, well, there's a theory, yeah, yeah, there's a theory that he's just in a in a Fernandez mask. Um, but uh, and and Shelby and Hayden and and Hayden's a I really like Hayden. He's a great holding midfielder, but you know he's not going to be the guy that gets the ball and runs with it or plays the killer pass through. Shelby's far too lackadaisical and he doesn't get You the get the best off. out of Shelby when you're controlling the game. Exactly. He's, like, he's a total, he's a total yeah. luxury player. If you're on the back foot, mm-hmm. he's useless because he's never going to exactly, track yeah. back and he, he's never going to put a tackle in. So with those four as our centre midfield, like we just, there's nothing there and when we're and when we're making like individual errors and we're not getting, I mean, our strength in the squad is in our attacking players. We've got some yeah. great attacking players, but they never get the ball. So they, mm. so we're just yeah. stuck. Stuck What's, in our own penalty I think that's area. why he's playing Almiron a, a bit, a bit uh, deeper recently. Like yeah. He's been part of that three-man midfield just to try and get a forward pass, but then he's getting lost in the shuffle yeah. Yeah. because he's not, he's not a number six or a number eight. He's, he's more of a loose ten. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Miggy, like, I, I love Almiron. I think he's a, a real, like, amazingly hard worker, very skillful, very pacey. But literally, he, he was playing him in holding midfield, and he's about five foot three and weighs about <laughs> 50 pounds. Like, yeah. it's, he's not going to. He's not going to control you the game. He's not on the wing, is he? Yeah. So, who's like, exactly. what, what, would be, what would be like a realistic. Signing like you would hope for, like not maybe it's not in January, but in the summer, like a centre midfielder, someone with a bit of bite. I mean, an, an, yeah, a Nicky Butt type, more like a. I think when Loftus Chew oh, Rex is gone, is he? Uh, he's, it's, it's, I'm back. Someone try it for me. How dare like, like when when Loftus Cheek broke through at Chelsea, someone like yeah. that. Someone, someone who can who can you know get up and down the pitch, and actually, um, I know Fulham aren't, aren't great, but that Anguissa really, yeah. uh, really played well against us the other day. Um, he was everything that our midfield didn't have. Um, just somebody like someone who can run between the lines and someone who can link up play with with uh, with our forwards because we, we just don't have that at the minute. Like you would love like a like a Loftus Cheek or a Ross Barkley. 
Yeah, well, Ross Barkley would be my would would probably be my first show, but I mean, the, cause mm. especially because the way he's playing at Villa, and and we were very heavily linked with him in the summer as well. I, I um, miss him at Chelsea. I, I thought yeah. we should have kept a hold of him. Like we was Ajax going down and Havertz having the COVID problems, and he's still settling in. Like Barkley's that next. He's just a lot of guy. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah. But we could have. I mean, we could have. We could have had him apparently. Um, but th- this is the thing with Newcastle as well. Like in January, it will just be loans, probably. I don't think we'll sign anybody permanently. And even in the summer, like you just, you just never know with with Mike Ashley whether there's <laughs> going to be. It, it depends. It actually depends how well we finish. If we finish in the top half this season by some miracle, Ashley won't spend a penny. If we mm. if if we finish a bit lower, then he he might. Get a few players in, but even then, there might be fifteen to twenty million pound signings from France or Belgium or or wherever. Even uh-huh. though it has seemed to have changed in, in last summer, but I don't know how long that's. You know, if we don't have a good season this year, I don't see how he's going to look on that and go. Well, Wilson was twenty million. We're not going to get money back for him because uh-huh. of his age. Mm-hmm. And even though he scored a bunch of goals, I was gonna, yeah, he's, doesn't, I think, he doesn't I think, watch football like that. I think that's a good signing, though. I think Wilson's a good signing. He's a good player. Absolutely. Without him, we'd be fucking. We'd we'd be where in are relegations. Where are you in the league at the minute? I, mean, I should have checked the table. Thirteenth, I think we're thirteenth or fourteenth at the minute. Right. Yeah. Um, Wilson. Wilson sh- just needs to stay fit as well, though. Cause yeah, because once once he, once he, he goes, never completed a full season. Yeah. yeah, and once he goes, like we've got, you know, big Andy Carroll, big Andy. <laughs> right, one more question <laughs> on Newcastle, then we'll, we should move on because I don't want to turn to the Newcastle episode. Where's a realistic finishing place for Newcastle this season? Then, uh, I'll be happy with seventeenth. Honestly, will I don't I don't want to be like a, a massive downer, but like we've had so many games this season where we've scraped a point or scraped a win. Like in the last five minutes, when I mean, look at the, the Spurs game for example, when we got the penalty yeah. with Eric Dyer's handball. Never, like we didn't have a shot all game. It's never a handball um, as well. Like. It was never a handball. The, even the Wilson one, the, even the Wilson one against Fulham, it was right on the line of the penalty area. It, it might not have even been a foul. We we get a penalty and the guy gets a red card, and we only managed to draw one. Like we've we've nicked points in games where we really shouldn't have and as soon as that luck runs out we do not have Bruce doesn't have the tactical awareness or, or set up to, to to win a football match I, I genuinely think he's the worst manager we've ever had whether Jesus you know, I mean McLaren was awful as well but I mean like, Shiva did get his relegated <laughs> yeah but but I genuinely think Bruce is the worst manager. Like, like regardless of what the team's like, yeah. he's dreadful. He doesn't have a clue. Substitutions are awful. Team selections bad. Press conferences. He's got no enthusiasm about them whatsoever. I don't know. No. He talks shit. Aye. He talks absolute bollocks. Week in, week out, and nobody calls him out on it. Like he just like. He, you look at teams around us. You look at like the Leeds Villas of the world. Like it was, the game against Man U oh, no, was no, no. actually the, the game against Man U was the worst one for me because U's had been dreadful for weeks, yep. and we showed up and acted as if you were leading the league, yeah, and just yeah, yeah. totally wiped the floor with us. And and it was only a few weeks after, like uh, I think Villa had thrashed Liverpool. It's just like teams can be got at if you actually go at them, and we have yeah. the players to do mm-hmm. it. So Maximan, Fraser, Miggy. Wilson and like Bruce just doesn't realize that and he refuses to acknowledge it. So once this luck runs out and once you know West Brom will start picking up a few points because Allardyce is manager, another few, a couple teams will change their managers and get a bit of a bounce. We'll end up down there. I don't think we'll get relegated because I do think there's three worst teams, but uh-huh. I'd, I'd be happy with 17th. I'd be buzzing with anything else. What about uh, do you think you'll finish above Arsenal? <laughs> well, I said there's three worst teams. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think Arsenal surely got to pull out of that. Yeah, you surely, think so. surely, right? Surely. Once, once the sack Arteta, and then uh, that'd be fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. So Rex, then, how did you come to support Chelsea? This is the all important question. Ooh, well, 
it was 1984. 1984, right, okay. Uh, my dad was an avid Man United fan. Um, Smart fella. You know, me, well, <laughs> not really. But uh, <laughs> without going into the personal details, like anything he did, I always did the opposite. Right, okay. Um, <laughs> It was Chelsea versus Manu and Chelsea won that day. Just right. randomly on the TV. I was in the room, he was watching it, Chelsea won. And then my second memory of 94 in football was the World Cup. Italy Brazil final, Baggio blazing it over the bar. Yeah. And then after that, like Frank Sinclair was just a fucking legend. <laughs> and you know, <laughs> Fucking Spencer and th- them, them lads, and then slowly started to just gather pace. And then once you got the likes of uh, the Matteo, Hullet was there. You had Viali, yeah, Dennis Wise, Zola. Slowly started in. It was like, well, Zola was just a god, yeah. like, and it's just slowly but surely just creeped up on me to the point where. You know, you've seen it yourself on Twitter sometimes. It's just blind faith. What's that blind faith? We could be playing France and Portugal with 10 men. And I'd still be like, ah, we'll get a draw here. (laughs) Yeah, that's how it is, isn't it? So what do you you make of... uh, What do you make of Lampard then this season? I, I like him. There's not been anything I've seen that's made me question or confused. Like, he's handled the press well. He wants to play the right kind of football at times, like, especially the last three games. Like, he's saying it's down to tiredness. I just think we kind of got stuck in that, right? We'll, a goal up will just coast until we get a second chance uh-huh. instead of going for the throats like we did against Seville, like we did against Southampton. We just completely kind of played within ourselves to the point where. I saw the Wolves result coming at half time. Yeah. But yeah, this is this is not gonna end well. And then I had Neto had the first goal disallowed. And I was like, he's he's gonna do that again. He's gonna get that exact same chance. And lo and behold, he got it like in the ninety fourth minute, two one defeat. So we didn't deserve the three 0 win yesterday. I would have accepted the one 0 win. Tammy scored an absolute acute angle screamer. I, I watched that game yesterday, and Tammy Aaron was getting on my nerves because he seems like the, the the annoying kind of striker that does nothing and then gets two goals in like the eighty fifth minute. And it's like, well, it looks on paper, it looks like he scored two goals and won the game, but he's done nothing but complain for the rest of the match. Like always wants the ball, was offside like three or four times, just stands in front. He's of the a goal, lot more like, mobile. He's more mobile than Giroud, and I actually think he's a better. Like Giroud's class at link up play as a target man, where Tammy's better at link up play with the ball on the floor. And then mm-hmm. when you've got like Werner's and Pulisic's and like even Ziyech, and I even remember the, um, the Carabao Cup game when him and Havertz, Havertz played the, the number 10 role and they just bossed the game, them two. Like more players around Tammy that like the ball at feet. Where Giroud's the only guy that likes the ball in the air, right, likes yeah. to be fed crosses. Where I think everybody else is kind of that like link up interchangeable play. And I think Tammy I love, fits I that love better. Giroud, though. I yeah, love Olivier Giroud. Oh, I do Giroud. too. He's he's a I, w- I wish he'd come to us when again because I think we were linked with him after Rondon left, and he would have mm. been if Rafa had stayed and we'd got Giroud. Like he was the perfect person for to to fill that. If we weren't going to have Rondon. Uh-huh. Like Giroud was tailor made for that for that system. Proper Ray Giroud. I think Giroud, but, like, like you said, Giroud and Pulisic are two of like the underrated players. I think in the Premier League. I think Pulisic is really good as well. Pulisic, whatever the fuck you call him. See, Pulisic pisses me off. Well, you might. Well, but I, I, maybe I, I'm looking at him through like you know. I just see the highlight clips on YouTube, and I'm like, mm. oh, he's him. But, yeah. He's the opposite, like, he pisses me off for the complete opposite reason that Willian used to piss me off for. <laughs> where Which is? Willian would stop. Like, he's got all the pace in the world. 
even at 32 at Arsenal, he's still doing it at Arsenal. Like he'll get put the ball to his feet and he'll just stand still for a second. He lets the defender face up to him, and then he'll cut back. He'll cut back again, make a darty little run. If we're lucky, we'll get a cheap corner. Yeah. Nine times out of ten, we've got nothing. Where Pulisic is the opposite. He'll get the ball and he just runs. He just runs and runs and runs. Like the 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 chance he gave to Werner yesterday. I would have passed that ball two steps earlier. Yeah. Whereas he held yeah, it, yeah, he held it and he held it. Yeah, he's twenty-one. Yeah, I might might be twenty-two now. But he, he is he is young, but then he's only a year younger than Werner. So mm, is well. is is the Werner's not is exactly the age thing really an excuse though? Werner's not had the impact I would have thought he had though. Started to look like he was getting it, like but. Yeah, but he's sort of, you know, it's a bit of a stop-start thing so far. Do you think, because how much did you spend on him again? Do you think he'll prove a, a shrewd oh, he'll definitely, you think? He'll definitely, he'll definitely prove like he was worth more than what we're before. Like, obviously, we're missing, we're missing Zayic. Like, he's a massive miss because we'll have it kind of slowly getting involved. Everybody was saying that I was looking at Timo and Zayic, I was like, them are the two players. Them are the lads that have lifted this team 10% from last year. Hmm. Havertz eventually, he's, he, Havertz reminds me of Kaka, where hmm. he'll not run a full 90 minutes. He'll run for five of those 90 minutes, but in those five, you get your moment. You get yeah. magic. Well, that's, like, that's like what Messi does, isn't it? Everything doc- else in between is like little dots here and there. Yeah, so, I watched a documentary on Messi where Zaya like, to death missing Zaya. News of froze. You froze. What are you saying, Max? What? I was just saying because like that's that's similar to what Messi does. Like the the documentary I watched on him was like he barely ever like he he rarely hits top speed, but every time he he, he and he rarely moves like from his sort of area of the pitch, he's just uh-huh. constantly looking around and. The, but the second he decides to do something, like he's there, and mm. like it, so, yeah, I, I see what you mean about Havertz. Like, do you still think he's going to win the league? Of course, by six <laughs> points. <laughs> blind for hits by six points. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like it's going to be a lot harder now. I mean, obviously, last week through a massive spanner, and that like if we'd come out with. That week, when Liverpool just got the result against Tottenham, but both teams dropped points at the weekend. Like we would have been top mm-hmm. right now after the West Ham result. It but, is tight, like, isn't it? Because like we, I think we're the same same amount, or we were last week at least, with the same amount of points off uh, top as we were from the relegation zone. Yeah. So, but man, you off what fourth when last week there were fourteen? Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah, something like that. Well, we were third, but I think you overtook us. I said we've got a game in hand as well, which means we're two. If we win the game in hand, which is against yeah, Burnley, it. if we beat two Burnley, points behind two Liverpool. points behind Liverpool, which is just Man U. Man U should be bottom of the league. I don't know how they're third. They do this every year. Man U. Are, Man U. Are genuinely. <laughs> Man U. Are one of the worst teams in the division. A hundred percent. They nah, are. I wouldn't go that far. I wouldn't go that far. They're awful. They're so bad. They're pretty them. bad to watch. Like I've watched them a few times, what? man. They are. <laughs> I don't know how. <laughs> I don't know how they do it. They spend like sixty minutes of each game, absolutely just fucking shitting it away, and then all of a sudden they'll get a penalty and they'll fucking win three two. Nah, nah, it's nah, always I'm not a fucking that. penalty. I'm not having yeah. that. I haven't had a penalty for a couple of games now. I'm not having that. Yeah, fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no. So like, we've got one. We've got one against Leeds, didn't we? Um, but at, at, the, at the start of the season, I would agree with you in that would ha- would like Gary Neville. This is a lot. I want to ask you another question later about whatever. But Gary Neville says that United play in moments. We don't have good games. We have spells in games where we'll score three goals in twenty minutes, mm. and then it'll be game over, which is kind of true. But what does it, don't des- don't deserve to be like bottom of the league or anything, Max. That's harsh. That's harsh. There's no way you deserve to be third. Like the, no, the, the, don't deserve third at all. Like nah. That you, like, like with the with the way Leicester play, the way yeah. that even uh, Aston Villa have played yeah. the first half of the season, you don't deserve to be above them. But you are like Everton as well. Like yeah, I, 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 I watch them and it, I just 
I'm dumbfounded by how bad they are for for huge proportions of, of games. And like you say, they'll have a 10-minute period where they suddenly turn it on. You know, you might bring on Mason Greenwood who's just starts running around and suddenly injects a bit of energy or something like that. Yeah. Or like he brings on one of either Pogba or Fernandez and they'll play a fucking amazing pass and that'll like set the wheels in motion. But Well, I yeah, think I, I think I, that that theory summed up in that West Ham game and the Southampton game where uh, Fernandez was on the bench for the West Ham game, brought him on at half time and then he set up two goals. Uh, and then played a part in the third, and then the Southampton game where we're getting beat two at halftime. Brought on Cavani, and he scored twice. Like, I, I don't know what do it you, is. I just don't know what it is. Do, do you think does the Solskjaer come out of that with credit or with or, or the opposite? Because he's 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 obviously put that eleven out to start with. Thinking, I mean, no one puts an eleven out going we're we'll two 0 down at halftime. I'll bring I'll bring on the trump card and then we'll, we'll <laughs> right, start yeah. playing after half time. So is is he is he making mistakes um, and then correcting them, or is he, you know, like what? I think I it's you, the player themselves. I will add. I think United have a strong first eleven, and then when you look past that, it starts to get it starts to drop off really quickly. Towards mm. the end of last season, when United finished third. For the last, could, because last season was all like stop starty with coronavirus and stuff. So when the season started again, there was no like cup games or anything. So I think for the last like five or six games, the the team was unchanged because mm. our strongest eleven is our strongest eleven. Like maybe now you could probably put Dean Henderson in goal. Maybe he's, and maybe mm. bring Alex Tellers in at left back for Luke Shaw after, after McTominay's performance the other night. Fucking hell! Well, yes, you I need know, to play him up front. <laughs> yeah, man. You're yeah, but like fucking. But the same thing happened with Cavani. He scored those two goals against Southampton. Played him the next game. And he barely had a touch of the ball. Like you can't overhype players, especially like Twitter overhypes players so much. Mm-hmm. Like, like especially just players, especially players who get a bit of stick as well. Like yeah. whenever they do something sort of all right, it's. I mean, it happened with Jewel Linton. Like when he scored the other right. week. Yeah. All of a sudden, it's like most aerial duels won. Most <laughs> yeah, exactly. fucking, <laughs> most fucking bits of grass eaten. Like, yeah, and he's exactly. just, and all of a sudden, it's just like you need to calm down. Like, yeah. he's fucking, he's dreadful. Like, he's I mean, these these guys are professional footballers. They're meant to score goals. So when they do score goals, don't overhype them. Like, that's what they're supposed to do. Like, that's mm. there were two great goals though from McConnell, especially the, the second one? one where he did the first touch and then he moved it on. Oh man, oh, he was killing. Yeah, it was it. nice. Oh my god, we're nearly running out of time already. Jesus Christ. We can restart it if you just keep the recording going. I know, but I don't want to I don't want we'll just do a part two later or something later in the season. Yeah. Um right, I want to ask you just a few generic football questions. Um what what do you make of I don't know if you've been watching the matches like fully with full attention or, or whatever. What do you make of the um like no crowds? Like that, like uh, from a media perspective, like do you enjoy listening to it? No crowds and hearing the players like interact with each other and I quite enjoy it. I know this is like I actually prefer it without a crowd. Me too. Me too. It's a lot more peaceful. It depends if I'm watching it with other people. If I'm watching it with other people, the crowd's got to be on. Otherwise, just, right, okay. it's just there's something about it. Like even if even though it is fake atmosphere, it just you know it just feels like you're watching a footy game. Yeah. But if you just if you're watching yeah. it by yourself, like you say, it's dead interesting to hear like all the shouting and the good swearing point. and stuff. It's a good point. Um, what about do you have a favourite commentator or do you not like commentators I see like Martin Tyler gets ripped all the time on Twitter because people hate him but I quite like him where's that just me I don't know I don't know about commentary I love it when Michael Owen does core commentary <laughs> <laughs> he's so fucking boring <laughs> Jesus yeah man Owen's fucking have you seen those videos of him like blasting the ball at like a 13 year old keeper and just going uh, like it, and yeah. just the narrator's like he's got no chance <laughs> <laughs> he's like you like scored 25 goals for England and you fucking what are you doing um, yeah. I, I don't know about commentators but definitely like pundits especially when when you're like with Newcastle as well it's quite easy to draw them down the middle of pundits you like and pundits you don't because but generally, I do find, and I might just be biased looking at this, but I find that the ones who say all the same shit about Newcastle fans and, and come out and defend Steve Bruce, I do always find that they're the weaker pundits generally right. and and, mm-hmm. and don't pay full attention. People like Robbie Savage and fucking, you know, people like that. Yeah. I, I like 
Carrigan and Neville, I think they go a bit, a bit more in depth. But yeah, there's, yeah. There's, there's so many cool commentators that are like, a goal will be scored, and then they'll be like, oh, he's kicked the ball into the net. It's like, yeah, we're watching it. Like, don't just tell us what we've just watched. Like, <laughs> explain why they've scored that goal or whatever. Um, I used to, I, I, well, I, in fact, I still do. Like, I watched, um, so I legally streamed the Chelsea match. So I had uh, Andy Townsend. And Richard Keys. And Andy Townsend was my uh, co-commentator yesterday. It was Canny. Yeah, yeah. I like. I, I used to like Andy Townsend. I used to do the England games. I hate Glenn Hoddle though. Ah, uh, yeah. I, I, don't his voice. I hate Glenn Hoddle. I once, I once met Andy Townsend and Morrison's true story. Bit of a dickhead. Anyways, um, <laughs> what is what is what is uh, what is make of VAR then, or VAR, whatever you want to call it? Fifty-fifty. Yeah, yeah. 50, I was, I was stu- because oh. I'd keep it. I'd kind of see, but then is it fair? Like use it the way basketball uses the replay. Like basketball in the last quarter of the match, in the last two minutes, that's the only time you can access replays. Oh, and the manager or the coach can make the challenge, so then it goes to mm. replay. Right. See if the game's close. And there's like ten minutes left. That's when I'd use VAR. That's pretty interesting. I don't know if I'd do that. Like, I think because I because yesterday there was a foul in the Chelsea match yesterday. Um, I think it was like the seventeenth minute, and the match played on for like two minutes. And during the time, they were like, "Oh, VAR's checking if there's a potential foul here," and then oh, there wasn't, and then. Pretty much the exact same thing happened later on in the game when it was already 3 0 in the 87th minute. Yeah. And it got pulled back for the foul. Yeah. It was like, well, you've either got to be consistent or only specific times because you've seen so many penalties, so many handballs, so many offsides in the last 10 minutes because of VR. Yeah. When was the last time you saw? A number of certain compiled the 50th minute, I mean, the 38th minute, yeah, the 60th mm. minute. It's always like at that key time before I the think, end of the match. I think part of that might be because generally a team will want at least one team will be more attacking in the last 15 minutes because presumably they've got to mm-hmm. they've got to change the game. Like either someone will be expected to win or someone will be at home. And they'll be going for us. I think generally it's just because the ball's in those areas a bit more, probably. But I think I think what you're saying about consistency is right. Like they need to. It was supposed to. It was supposed to make decisions more consistent. That's what VAR was supposed to enforce the law, so that the law is pretty much distributed evenly across all games and all referees and whatever. Uh-huh. And and it just isn't like there's still. There's still ones where you look at it and you go, I don't know what the rule is for this anymore because to me, and and according to the law, like, it, it, so I don't know whether it's the law that needs to change or whether it's VR that needs to change. I think the refs being able to have a look at it this season is a lot of better in, of an improvement from last season. Yeah, definitely. Mm. But I remember Jimmy Carragher. Carragher said a couple of weeks back. I think it was Jimmy Carragher. It was Gary Neville where they were like, why isn't there a trained referee in the VAR room instead of just some guy that goes, oh, I think you need to take a look at this. He should be there looking at it. Like, we've got a referee on the pitch and we should have a trained referee who's been refereeing for years. Like, a Graham Paul could go and do the VAR job. Yeah. Sit him in front of the screen. He's seen... 90% 90% of anything you're ever going to see on them screens uh-huh. and he'll be able to be straight in the air saying actually that was definitely a handball or actually he touched the ball first before the leg caught him penalty and it would save a hell of a lot of time as well instead of just some academy student from <laughs> Roxdale uh, Good point Rex good point well made um, Right who's going to win the league Max I want Spurs to win it. Actually, oh. I, I don't care. Like, mate, if Mourinho wins the league with Spurs, he'll become the most unbearable. I mean, he's already the most unbearable man in history. If he wins the league with Tottenham Hotspur, mate, he will be like you. You kind of, you kind of have to put your hands up and say he's 
he's the goal in terms of the Premier League. Like, it, it would be have, such have, an achievement. Have teams not already figured Tottenham out, though? It seems in the last starting couple of years like that, yeah. that it has started to get like that. But with Son and Kane, they've always got the potential to score goals. But I think, I, I didn't think Liverpool were going to do it again because of their injuries. And, and But once, once the Champions League comes back, they might suffer a bit more as well. So I, mm. I don't know, but I, I want Spurs to win it, I think, out of the people who are likely to win it. Or Leicester, but... Uh, I think Liverpool might just do it. Rex, you still go Chelsea? Chelsea. Of course. Of course, <laughs> because I can't actually see we're getting past Atletico Madrid. So I think the back end of the season, when we've got no other matches apart from Premier League matches to play, but Liverpool are still playing Champions League games, Tottenham are still playing Europa League games, Man City Chelsea. are hit and miss, Chelsea have the chance to just... Sneak in a bit like Man U, just we'll be like fourth or third for until game 35, and then all of a sudden we're top game 36, and then that's oh, it. Chelsea are level on points with Aston Villa, by the way, right now at this second. So, and Villa might win the league. I know, but our goal difference is just amazing because Villa have got a game in hand. We've not actually Ooh. conceded a game from cross. Conceded the goal from across all I've season. Conceded the goal from across. That's that's pretty. Well, that's because you got Buddy Zuma and Silva in the middle of your defense. Who are just and men, and Mendy, Silva's just big, yeah. Who are, big up Mendy. Yeah, and Mendy. They're all seven Silva's foot each. Amazing. For the record, I think Liverpool are going to win. But uh, yeah, right. I guess maybe his last question, or if we get on a tangent, then fine. But I want five a side team from current football players in the Premier League. Yes. Including the keeper or playing Rushy? No, including the keeper. So keep <laughs> keep keep, keep four outfield outfield players, but you can play any formation that you want. Should I go since I put you on the spot? I'll go because I thought about this previously. Yeah, go on. Go for it. Allison in goal. Big Virgil for a defender. De Bruyne. Uh, now, actually, I'm stuck between Son or Fernandez. And then Kane up front. Very solid. I'd go. I'd go Edison and go. Okay. Uh, um, I think I'd probably go. Edison Virgil. be my keeper as well. I think I'll probably go Virgil at the back as well. Add Virgil as well, like. Um, <laughs> possibly, but mine's got Sam Maximan in it. <laughs> no way. I don't, no, no actually, way. I tell you, I tell you what, I'd have, I'd have Sam Maximan. Dharma Traore, Wilfred Zaha up front. What the v- fuck Virgil, is that? Virgil at the back. <laughs> that is a terrible team. No one would get a pass. I'm joking, I'm joking. They'll just run. No, with all it's, run. Five a, it's five a side, mate. You don't need a pass. Who's passing in five a side? Mate, those three up front in a five a side team. You're not. Dharma Traore and Wilfred Zaha and <laughs> fucking Alan St. Maximin. Are you joking me? Virgil van Dijk's he's worked out for him. No, mine would be. Pretty, right, right. I think I have. I think I maybe have. I think I maybe have Salah instead. Of, oh, oh yes, Salah. I think Mane is better than Salah for a start. Not better. That's a. I like that's Mane a, more than Salah. That's a proper school kid thing, isn't it? No, I'm better than him. Like two completely <laughs> different players. Yeah, no. Uh, Edison Van Van Dijk. Um, yeah, the Bruyne. Because uh, De Bruyne's not having a great season, but on his day, he's like the best in the world, like easily, yeah. easily. And then I think I'd go, I'll go, I'll go Kane and I'll go Marnie, actually. Okay, all right. Well, I had Edison in goal, mainly because if we're playing five a side, Edison's okay. better with the ball on his feet yeah. than Alisson. Good show. Um, I had Virgil. In defence, up front, my heart says Timo Werner, but I'll go over Harry Kane as well. Yeah. Um, but in midfield, I'd have Jorginho. Can't they? Can't they? Hakim Ziyech. I'd have Hakim Ziyech. Five aside, nobody really needs to defend in the midfield in five aside, so I'd have Ziyech. And at my curveball here would oh, be James Ward-Prowse. What? Mm. Didn't see that coming, but that's not a bad shout. He's, this year, he's just reached another level. Yeah. I'd, I'd 
starting at number eight for the for England as well. Yeah. It's not a bad show. You should. Be, uh, I'd be tempted to put Bobby Firmino in just because on a, like in five aside, I think he would mm, absolutely because yeah. he's so fucking skillful. Like he might not score that much, but in in five aside, he would. Like, <laughs> so I might have him in instead of Kane because again, Kane's a bit more like physical and like you know drops right. deep and all yeah. that stuff. Firmino's just link up play. I was insane. I was torn between like Rashford or Grealish as well, but they might make the bench. If I Grealish, been. Grealish would be on the bench definitely. Grealish oh, on the five side, he'd be the most annoying. No, I'm putting Werner on my bench. Timo Werner's one on my bench. Yes, you only every time. Every time you speak about Werner, you look like up as if you like thinking about someone you're in love with. <laughs> like, I am. I am. It, it's that. It's that. You should have seen as the day he was announced, man. Like, I grabbed my wife so many times, just going, "Timo fucking Werner, me." <laughs> she was like, "Who the fuck are you talking about?" And I was like, "This guy. Look, look at the slick blonde hair. It's gorgeous." <laughs> so, yeah, the Aryan dream. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So he, he'll, he'll he'll come good. I've got blind faith. Like I don't look at him the same way I looked at. Like, you know, Shevchenko, like he's not, or Torres, he's not going to end up like them. He will be more like a Hasselbank, Drogba, mm. Costa. Like, he will prove his worth. I can't wait to pull this clip out. When he's, he got a, he's got a couple of assists, <laughs> man. <laughs> he, yeah, he five, the, five years later, he scored uh, three league goals. Right. <laughs> Plays for, for fucking colchester i can't wait like didn't, didn't he have a good few games though and he's just gone a little bit off the boil because he didn't he say the premier league's hard or something he's getting used to it he said it was harder frank also said that he wanted to rest him for the match at crystal palace but hudson had uh, pulisic pulled up in the warm-up so then verna ended up playing uh. 90 minutes um he's only missed one game this year where he's where pretty much every other game he's playing at least 70, 75 minutes. Yeah. Um, Frank's wanting the rest. Hudson and the edge both back properly. He's having to play even more, more than what he's probably wanting them to. What do you think that England at the well, he will come good. What do you think are the chances in, in the Euros will be? Sometimes it look oh, really good. Sometimes it look really good, but sometimes just it's it's like that's how England's been for a, a lot of my lifetime. To be honest, sometimes they look really mm. like world beaters. Like at the World Cup, I thought I had a good World Cup, and then we faced the proper side and just got like, well, not mm. even that. Even that Croatia game wasn't didn't play that bad, really. It, it was a bit of a it, it was a mm. bit of a felt it was like a tame way to go out though. I think uh, I think the mm. the fact that we the fact that we were in the semi final sort of glossed over a, a, the, the semi final performance a little bit. Like like, like how United the third <laughs> same sort of deal. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like the ends justify the means. Like you can't like if this if the season ended tomorrow, Man United fans are going to be fucking buzzing. They're not going to remember like yeah all the all the shit six games. one against Tottenham. <laughs> yeah yeah they're not going to remember getting humped because they've finished third like that's all that matters. but yeah i think it's, it's hard isn't it because like based off tournaments like southgate's done the best out of anyone in in pro- i guess all our lifetimes right wasn't um, it 90 something when yeah. was that semi-final 90 italian 90 wasn't it um I mean, Rex so, are considerably older than you yeah you can't remember that <laughs> that's why I was. That's why I was attended. Yes, yes. I've just shaved the grey hairs away. Um, but yeah, like I think so. But I, I don't actually think Southgate's the guy. Like, no, I'm the same. I'm the same. He's he, he just seems a bit like a bit too nicey nice. I don't. Know. He's got a good batch of players though. A good young batch. A good batch of young players. The best. Do you not the, think he's got yeah. he's got too many players to pick from at the minute? Like I think two he's years just ago. too loyal. I think he's just too loyal to the ones that he that he's given his a break to. So people like I mean, well, he's just too loyal to most players in the squad. Pickford shouldn't be anywhere. Yeah, he no. shouldn't be in the fucking squad. Mm. Let I don't think Cal Walker should be either. Well, Eric Dyer. Eric Dyer yeah. starts most England games, and he's rubbish. And he's he's been rubbish for like two and a half, three years. So I don't know yeah. why he's playing. Um, but don't you think central defence is our weakest position right now? Yeah, but I don't no, think Eric Dyer is the best solution. of the week. Yeah, true. I'd much rather have Connor Cody. 
Yeah, same. Good show. Cody would be my first pick, like, and then I'd probably he, go with Taiwan Mings. I do. Yeah, mean. I mean, yeah, like, like if we like Cody and Mings, like they're gonna scare most, right. most That's international it. forwards, especially ones that like you know are a bit more sort of uh, that higher class of team. People like Spain or, or France, like their front lines aren't necessarily as as physical, I suppose. But he's a good ball, ball player as well. Yeah, that too. Yeah, I, 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 but that's the thing. He's too. He's too blinkered by the fact that Stones and Maguire play for City and United, and I Dyer agree. plays for Spurs. So he can't. He can't see past it. Do you, do like you think? Could, like, like that's that, that seems to always be a problem as well. That players in the top six seem to get picked more often, and that's really annoying because of. It's not right decision. It's like, it's like is, is is Harry Winks really better than James Ward Price? Absolutely or, not. I, I can't does remember. He just, no does when, he just play yeah. For Spurs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no like, when, yeah. Yeah, or or I mean, is is Mason Mount and is is Mason Mount loads better than Jack Grealish? And you compare their appearances under Southgate, like there's not too much between those players. Yeah, me too. I, like I, I, I do like Mason Mount, but like you know, Grealish is a similar sort of player. Plays in a similar sort of position. Has has I'd have to look at the stats, but has probably been outperforming him, yeah. uh, especially this season. Do you not think Grealish is wasted on the left or for Villa? I would play him a bit more central. Next to Grealish, doesn't he? Because he's, cause he's um, not got that blind and pace either. Whereas for England, you know, like obviously Rashford or Sterling or Sancho. Is mm. going to play on the left with either one of those two on the right. The Grealish doesn't fit in; like he'd slow the wing play down. Yeah, for England, like it's all right at Villa because he's he's Villa's best player by a hundred miles, and they do have Barkley to play that middle think, push yeah. the ball forward goal. I, I think John, I think John McGinn or, or, or Ross Barkley side Grealish in the middles, the 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 one for so Villa. Uh-huh. Mm. Um, oh. no, just uh, another question is how big do you think the uh, statue of Marcus Rashford should be when they build it outside Wembley I think they should put a statue <laughs> outside every school every school or at least a plaque <laughs> yeah, a plaque, yeah or a plaque at least a plaque of some sort <laughs> a plaque yeah. maybe a bit more no, I mean I was only joking about it <laughs> uh, no it's amazing what he's done like and for such a young player, you don't mm. expect them kind of things. Like you, you mm. think the young players are just like, right, I'm going to buy like 74 Range Rovers and diamond necklaces, but like he stuck his neck out and like fought against the government and valued the people. He's admirable as fuck. I rate it highly. Still don't really rate him as a player that much. <gasps> like, uh, yeah. I, think he's got, I, think he's I would got... prefer to play Martial on the left. With Cavani through the middle, then Rashford. Didn't know about that one. Because Rashford one. can go five games doing fuck all, then score a hat trick, and everyone's like, "Way Rashford." Ah, that's, that's true, actually. That's true, actually. So can Martial in fairness in, in, in a way, but I don't know what you mean though. I was going to say because actually my uh, um, we were talking about our first like football memories on the on on the chat before, and uh, like I've I never really thought about like what my first football memory was, but but I've. When, I, when you said that, I like sat and thought about it, and I remember it was it was David Beckham taking a corner uh, <laughs> in I think England played Albania, St James's right. Park, two thousand and one. Right. I was probably I was like six or seven, and uh, I think I was there. I'm sure I was at that game. Yeah, because obviously back then England used to play all over. Wembley wasn't even open, but like I just remember him just like seeing David Beckham like. Like twenty yards away from me, yeah. Mars. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, all right. Anyone else got anything else to add? I've we sold football. Well, well, what, what's your earliest memories, Jack? On me, what's your um, earliest memory. Well, it would be the reason why I also support Man United. Uh, I used to go to a like after-school kids club thing, and I didn't like football. My mum doesn't like football. My dad's more of a, like a cricket guy now. Not really yeah. that. And my dad's half of the family's from Sunderland as well, so I don't want to fucking lump with that lot. Uh, so I never I was never really into sports, so I used, I used to go at this after school kids club thing and uh one week we played Wembley over Wembley doubles. 
and we had to pick a team and I was like, I don't know any football teams. Did they give us Man United? And I was like, okay, fine, whatever. Uh, went home, told me mum and then the match that was on TV like the next day was the 96 FA Cup final. Uh, Man United-Liverpool where Cantona scored. Liverpool, yeah. Cantona scored in like the 87th minute or something with a volley from the edge of the box and I was like, oh, these, yeah, these guys are pretty good. And then there you go. Forever since then, it's been on. So, your first ever experience of watching your team was winning an FA Cup final against, <laughs> against Liverpool, no less. Yes. My dad's seen us win one trophy, and you did it on the well, first goal. <laughs> well, 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 I can't do nothing about football. I was like, Oh, so every game you win a trophy, and it's this big celebration. That's fun. <laughs> yeah, football seems fun. My, my, mom, my mom was a bit like that. She she originally supported Leeds, my mum, but uh, I don't know why, because her dad was a Sunderland fan, and uh, they went to see uh, the, the 73 Cup final. She oh, went down nice. a Leeds fan, came back a Sunderland fan. Oh, that's cool. That's uh, cool. But that's a, it's not really glory seeking because Sunderland were still in, I think they were in the second division at the time. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I just called my, half my family are uh, Sunderland fans, half my family are Newcastle fans. True North East. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I, I don't really know if there's a right side for both shit, but well, I mean, League One and one, then thirteen. One's definitely league. more shit at the minute. Yeah. yeah, I've got more of affiliation, I guess, with Sunderland because half my family's from Sunderland, and I spent a lot of my mm. time there. Um, but what's going on at their club, man? It's just real yeah. sad. Put rivalries aside; it's a real sad state of affairs. Oh, absolutely. I mean, because yeah. because yeah. of that background as well, like, I've got. I don't have like I honestly hate Man U more than I hate someone. Sorry, Jack. But like, all right. I don't, I, don't, I don't own Man United. It's all right. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not bothered. But like, I, I like uh, Sunderland more than I hate Man U as well. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. I do. To be honest, when we get beat six one on Tottenham, I'm like, well. How are the lads? Yeah, the, I mean, as far as, I'm, as far as I'm concerned, Sunderland can finish second as long as we finish top. I thought, like, yeah, I, yeah, like, sure. I, I want to sit in Middlesbrough and finish third, and then yeah. Hartlepool, something like that. Yeah, we um, got Blythe Spartans as well. Um, <laughs> Didn't Lee Hawthorne do like a YouTube Blythe Spartans football manager? Football manager, yeah, 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 yeah. That lasted like yes. about five episodes, and then he gave up on it. But yeah. I've got, a, I've got an editor on my footy manager. I don't use it to edit anything in my team. What I do is at the end of every season, see who like free tra- what free transfers are available, and I just make them go to Blythe. Nice. <laughs> like hope <laughs> the Blythe like rise through the pyramid. Um, like, I just use That's it good. to like do, do experiments on, on non league teams and see what they can do. Football manager, so I yeah, give some gear to FC as well. Mm. At the start of lockdown, uh, didn't. Uh, was it Ubisoft or whatever? Make Football Manager free for two weeks. Yeah, I, I just, I just hammered it, and I was like, "I'm not going to buy it." I didn't, so I didn't, I didn't capitalize on it. My, my, my laptop was on its last legs, and I didn't want to put it on my new one because I knew I'd never get off it. So. Yeah, you just, <laughs> just waste your life on it, man. It's mad. Um, I got a laptop on finance just for Football Manager, and I'm still <laughs> paying the finance now. That's what. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. that's how they get you. Had the urge for like three months, and then I, I found myself standing in Bright House thinking, What the fuck am I doing? Like, this, <laughs> this laptop's only worth 200 quid, but I'm going to be paying 800 quid just for fucking football manager. Football manager. That's, so, that's, yeah. that's how they get you, man. But you, you, you know, know. you're going to win the league cup in, by itself, is it? So, you know what I mean? You got to. In, 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 my most, in my most recent save, Arsenal actually just got relegated. It's the year like 2035, and Arsenal just got relegated. So, it'd be sooner than you think. <laughs> Yeah. It'll be <laughs> yeah. That's it. Uh right. Well, uh, Arsenal fan at the minute. Well, well, I thought I was just about to say actually next if we do another we'll have to do another one of these in a couple of months' time or something and then maybe we'll do it we'll do it we'll do it on the cup final day. Yeah, sure. Sure. If uh, that, that's might, the end of, what's that mid February? Ju- I've just read now that they've actually changed it. It's gonna be the twenty fifth of April this year. Okay. I assume because of the They've pushed like, it that far back. Yeah, I assume because of the like, build-up and yeah, and potentially mm. get more fans in as well. I mean, if we if we if we go to a fucking cup final and Wembley's fucking allowed two thousand fans, are absolutely furious. The one time we get to it, yeah, like Newcastle's in TF3, but can't have fans in their own stadium, but they can travel all the way down to London to sit in Wembley. 
Well, hopefully on April twenty fifth. I say that we get beaten about half an hour. So well, yeah, it could, could be could be United, <laughs> United versus Newcastle in the final. You never know. You never know. I'll get that friend. <laughs> Mighty Brentford, um, but hopefully we'll get some maybe get some more people on. Like we're going to do this with Lee, won't we? Who supports Arsenal? Oh, Lee would, and, and uh, yeah. Tommy, who supports United as well. I know Kenny's a um, Kenny Cadence. He's a Liverpool fan. Aye, true. Yeah, maybe so get him would on have as been well, a good one to have him. But um, and uh, obviously, reality is a Man U fan. He's just just a smart guy. I've always said that. Um. But yeah, yeah, nice one. We'll do another one of these later in the uh, season. Uh, Ooh, where, where, where can everyone find you if they want to follow you and whatever? Max, well, I'm sitting in my bedroom right now, so that's <laughs> where I am. <laughs> we out here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can follow us all in Rex's bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm at Max Gavin's Music on Instagram and Twitter. And Max Gavin's on Spotify. Also, Rumours on Spotify. Are you ever dead? The album is very, very soon. We're just better waiting be. on artwork. Just waiting on artwork. And then it's finito. It's done. Shit, it's Rex Trust. slash Lewis. Are you, do you want to promote anything or not? Yeah, I'm, I'm just retired. Like, I don't plug anything these days. So I'll plug Rumours because, like <laughs> everybody else, I'm waiting for the, the album as well. Patiently yeah, waiting very much. Hope we'll get that shit finished. Yeah. Alright, cheers, lads. Very much. In a bit. In a bit. See you forever. Yeah. Hey! Fuck you, Michael Owen.